Ding donger with Matt Bronger. <laughs> Ding donger with Matt Bronger. Oh wait, that's it. That's his show. This is this is the whole show I host. Hey. This is no laugh track podcast episode. I said the same thing last week, but no one uh, heard it except for Henry Phillips and Derek and my own ears because we had some audio trouble. Mm. So it's episode 110 all over again, but this time it's with Matt Bronger. Yay. Yay. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yes. So what we're going to do here is um, I, just off memory, I took notes of everything that Henry Phillips and I talked about last week. Okay. And I'm going to hand you the script. Great. And then we're just going to uh, recreate that. Oh, I'll just read uh, Henry's lines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. No, you read mine and I'll be Henry. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll so get my Henry voice already. Okay. <laughs> Did you bring your guitar? Uh, if that was a, uh, a time uh, we were both uh, in Dayton, Ohio, which was cool. And... <laughs> I love Henry so much. So do I. No, he's so great. <laughs> and it sucks because I. Um, this is just my little, my, my mini little bitch session. It really sucked that we. No one's gonna hear that one because no, dude, we we've had all had last last. Anyone week, so. who's done uh, podcast recordings has had that one, that sweet jewel. Yeah. That was is lost forever. Yes. Even Derek, who hears all of them, said it was a good one. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are yeah. you going to do? But anyway, well, I should, uh, before we get too far into this, I want to say thanks again, as always, to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music at the beginning. Uh, that was not them with me singing. That was me singing the theme song <laughs> to Matt's podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Quite an honor. Yes. <laughs> I, that thing's freaking catchy, man. Isn't it great? My it, friend Ben Wise made that. It's, it, I love it. It is pretty freaking catchy. How is your? Let's start with that right now. How is your show going? Uh, it's good. It's it's just it's really just a, a exercise in masturbation on my part. It's just like uh, uh, something for me to put something out there and have, you know, in 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 this business, it's it's, you know, you always want to be working towards something, and and one of the hardest motivators is just to work on something that might never see the light of day. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's funny. I just read this great book called. Um, I never met a story I didn't like by Todd Snyder. That was all. Todd Snyder's a, a folk music singer and blues yeah, singer and stuff. Yeah. And he his stories are incredible. It's one of the funniest books I've ever read. Literally, it's all really? just essays. Oh my god, it, it murdered me. But there's one that's about Chris Christopherson and how incredible the guy is. Not only like probably America's greatest songwriter, but also like how. Uh, He's just a great spirit and a great soul, but he just said, like meeting him, he's like, you just want to paint a painting for yourself that no one else will see. And I think doing that is one of the hardest things. Yeah. You know, like for me, like writing a script, I'm just like, will this thing sell? Will this thing keep me in rent? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and not that that affects my creativity, but I do channel my creativity in terms of if I have five ideas I all love, I love all of them, I'll take the one that I think will sell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might not work on the other ones, but you should work on the other ones. So it's, it's, Anyway, long way around mm-hmm. uh, to, to to answer your question. <laughs> the podcast is just a, it's to me. It, it started out as like a fifteen minute set, not necessarily a set, but like let's say at an open mic or something where I'm just talking about my week, yeah. you know, and, and it, it evolved into a half an hour thing. So it is just a it's an outlet. It gives me that outlet that I know at least a couple hundred or thousand or whatever people will will hear it and yeah. listen to it. So, are you still doing them by yourself? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I li- I'll admit I haven't listened in a few months, but well, I have heard, I have heard there's many. so many podcasts. The fact that you've heard it at all, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, um, yeah. I certainly have. That's why the song has never left my head. No, that's the the, the song does get jammed in in your skull. I'll and admit. you're and you're doing more than 15 minutes because I know. Yeah, I, I did 15 minutes for a while, and then I skipped a week, and so I did a half an hour, and I was like, oh, this is. 
this lets me kind of stretch out a little bit more. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was kind of racing through. There are early ones that really suck where I'm kind of just saying thanks to a lot of people, and that eats up like five minutes or something. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're only 15 minutes. Like, get get to it, get yeah, to yeah. it, get to it, you know? I feel like you're watching someone do a showcase set or like a night show set, and they're just eating up all this time by going, hey, I just want to thank uh, right, right. Jerry for parking my car. <laughs> Did you get to the jokes? <laughs> the, <laughs> you only have so much time. The, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, you celebrated a birthday recently. I did. Happy birthday. Thanks, man. I Thanks. guess it's, what, 12 days later now? 11 days? Mm, yeah, like it was uh, a weekend before last. Yeah. Yeah. What mm-hmm. did you do? I rented a, a, a house in Palm Springs with a bunch of friends. And since it's, you know, the dumbest time ever to rent a house in Palm Springs, it's, you know, and it was in the hundreds, we got, like, a good rate, but yeah. we got this great big Mad Men-style house mm. uh, bungalow with a pool in the back and <clears> just, you know... Stayed in grilling and beer for three days, and it was it was, it was amazing. It was nice. amazing. Oh yeah, man! It, it's I'd recommend it to anybody to just go on VRBO or whatever and look for little vacation homes. If you're going to go the same place with a lot of friends, the instinct is to just we'll all rent different hotel rooms. But if you all have like a house wherever you go, it, 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 wherever you're headed, that is. You know, you can all cook for each other. You, you, it's just, it's very, <laughs> it's like, it's like adult alcoholic outward bound, you know, because you're all cooking and cleaning and right. putting things away and, you know, clean up after yourself, learn, you know. Uh, and, uh, and we had a pool, which was amazing. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, I didn't realize how uh, archaic the laws in Palm Springs are because it is this, this city that is, a, that is almost a community. I would say it's where, it's where, uh, 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 partying gays and old straights that still party come together you know yeah. like and that's why i love it it's it's amazing and it's fun but you can't play music outdoors at all at all if you wanted to go outside and grill a couple dogs and have a radio on just a radio nope they'll call the cops on you and you get like one warning and then they'll like neighbor, cite you or something where neighbors are right on top it's of each city-wise other? Yeah. yeah 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 it's just everywhere because yeah. everyone's like out in their yards and stuff and you know, and they're like, can keep the talk down to a minimum. After ten o'clock, get in the house. And you were able to work around all this. Yeah, we just have a party. We, we played music inside, and then outside we'd swim around. And like, come Sunday when everybody was kind of hungover and you know drinking beers to 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 what we call what we call patch them up beers. Yeah. That's what Mike Burns calls them. Uh, uh, we uh, we were kind of like lamenting. We're like, wow, like I really want to hear music right now. Yeah. you know, but it was like you, you can't. But what was you know what I'm picturing? What was the uh, Oh, it's an old 25-year-old, let's say, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live video where they're all around the pool, Chris Farley, and it's uh, Bud Gay. <laughs> oh, oh, Schmidt's Gay. Schmidt's Gay. Yes, that came out when I was in high school. That destroyed me. Yeah, it's Chris Farley and uh, uh, Adam Sandler. Good Lord. Was that the party, Schmidt's Gay? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 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 Top of the world! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. remember it. I think, oh, it's ingrained in my, it was like, the, it blew my mind how funny it I'm was. I'm glad you remember Because I didn't think, you're at that age where you don't think about how stupid beer ads are. Right. Where the two guys open a beer and then all the girls are dumb and they got big boobs. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> so, so infantile. Yes. What it must have been like to be a girl in that age, you know, a high school girls would be watching that ad and being like, ah, oh, <laughs> no this is what I'm up against. Yeah. Men are the worst. Yeah. They're the worst. So like, yeah, <laughs> these guys, they were objectifying these muscly dudes when he turns the camera towards that guy's huge crank <laughs> it just killed me and the, and then the, and the end where they're massaging those two guys yeah. I think I'm gonna like house sitting uh yeah <laughs> that's right 
Uh, it's Farley that delivers the last line, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, brilliant <laughs> sketch. Oh, my God. Um, um, how was last night? It's Wednesday. You did a it show was, here last night? Yeah, it was, uh, Tuesday night crowd was great. It was great. Uh, we had more than, I think, half capacity, and uh, everybody was into it. Uh, a guy spilled his drink right in the front row. Uh, what you were on? Mm-hmm, which I, I didn't. I didn't make fun of him. I just kind of talked about how I could hear the sinking feeling inside him as he walked away from his date. Uh, uh, you know, but I was just. It, it was. It became like a fun, a fun thing. It's like one thing I love about um, this club and about you know Minneapolis and uh, cities like this, which I would say like Portland. Like I would say like Portland and Chicago had a baby and it was Minneapolis. Yeah. Like in my mind, of course, that's her- totally wrong timeline wise. But like that's the feeling I get. Cause it's yeah. very. Uh, uh, Art and music loving, but it's also a city. It's like a real city. It's a big city. Yeah. You know? Not like like Portland is not. Chicago is. Um, but there's that. Uh, everybody kind of just wants realizes the higher consciousness of getting along. Like we have to get along with each other. So it's like rather than me going, look at this dipshit, you know, <laughs> and making him feel terrible. It was just like, well, that's us. That's who we. Because he wasn't drunk. Yeah. He just knocked over. Just just a bad accident. Yeah. Sometimes you, your arm just twitches. And you knock something over, and you just have that feeling of I'm alone. <laughs> I'm the worst person alive. You know. So he had to go get up and get he, someone to clean it. Is I that it? he I don't know what he got up. I don't know if he got up to ask someone to clean it or what. But he was up like a like a shot. Oh, like it's that's a good question. I didn't think about why exactly he went to where he went. Like mm. if he had a rag in his car or something. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. A little oil on it. It'll, it'll soak. I'm sure it'll soak. It. No problem. <laughs> I'm the wipe down guy at the at the local car wash. So, <laughs> I uh, this just came to me. This is a this is going to be a completely random question, but this just came to me uh, as it, when I was in the shower. Actually, okay. Let me set the mood here. Great. I was in the shower. It was mm-hmm. two hours ago, mm-hmm. and I was grabbing for uh, my little like sliver of soap that's left. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. It, in this little bar of soap, and it made me think, you idiot, you still need to buy soap. You're on your last bar that you kept from a hotel room, and now there aren't any more. Yes. Yes. Now, you travel all the time. Uh-huh. And stay in hotel rooms. Right. Do you ever, like, I, I don't that often. Right. But when I do, I always take the shampoo, the conditioner, oh. the lotion, the okay. pen. Yes. I, t- I take all the pens. I take okay. all the pens. I don't, I, you know, I have been, this year, I've been dividing my time between, uh, you know, I've been at home a lot more than I've been on the road. I've done a lot of shows in L.A. I've done a couple festivals. But in terms of clubs, I haven't done a ton of clubs uh, this this year. Now, this tour I'm doing has actually just started. This is the second club in about – I'm about to do something like, you know, eight or nine more or something like that before the end of the year. Okay. But uh, generally, it I guess it depends on the hotel, you know. <laughs> Like whether, I'll, but I do, I do. I will. I will take some stuff. Absolutely, I'll take some. I'll take some good soap. But they have like, oh, Vidal Sassoon. I'll take these. Yeah, you know? right. Because the thing is, look, if you use half of it, they're going to throw it away. Absolutely. They're not leaving it for the person no. before them. So yeah. you're doing a service, mm-hmm. I think, to take those. I'm taking it out of the. Uh, you know, this could go into our water system. Right. But instead, I'm going to use it first and then uh, dilute it with water. Absolutely. It's, uh, bodily yeah. filth. Sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> with my, along with my bodily filth. <laughs> so, yeah, that occurred to me today. I don't have any more, you know, little tiny bars of soap. Oh. I've gone through all of them. Oh, wow. So it's either time to go to the grocery store or on a trip. But that's... That's good though that you used them all. <laughs> that's you know, true. The, they're not like Taco Bell packets, sauce <laughs> packets sitting in your fridge forever, never used. That never fails. I had Chinese food last night, and mm. I needed some um, 
some hot mustard. Yes. And I opened up the little door in the fridge and like 30 of them fell out. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we have plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love the hot mustard. Just about enough. You made me laugh my ass off. Well, you've done that many times. But one recently was the phrase... Cobra boner versus mongoose boobs. <laughs> <laughs> From at midnight. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. That was uh, for people that don't know. Let's see the uh, the topic that night or the uh, you guys are trying to throw a title. Uh, hashtag war. Hashtag war. That's what yes. the, it's called. Yeah, it's uh, new sci-fi originals. Mm-hmm. That was one of yours. Yes. <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough to narrow it down to just you know because you get the topics about or the. The games about, oh, maybe an hour and a half before we tape okay. or something. So okay. you sit there and they, they bring a writer in. And I'll only use the writer to bounce ideas off of. You know, I've used – I worked my, – my favorite – they're all great. Uh, Chris Kula's on there who's a writer on Mad TV when I was on there. and mm. uh, But my favorite – Blank Apache is on there. Oh, I know that and name. He, yeah. I think he's the head writer. and he Yeah, he started out with like Patton and everybody in San Francisco and Bassane. And he's incredible. He's one of the I funniest guys. On Twitter. Yeah, you should. Yeah. He's one of the funniest guys uh, ever. And and I used one pitch he gave me once. And that's the only other joke other than mine I've ever used. But that was fun because, you know, the the sci-fi originals. Remember Mike Lawrence, who's a very funny comedian out of New York, he, he was talking to me about, or tweeting maybe about how he hates the sci-fi originals because he's like, you don't get to just say, we're making a bad movie. You know, like like that's that's screwed. Like make a try to make a good monster movie. Don't yeah. purposely make it cheesy. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of a good point because you know they're just off the rails. They're just oh, like yeah. oh Sharknado, and that's just that's a stoner's you know hilarious idea. That, completely, you know, completely. Yeah. Have you have you watched any either Sharknado? No, I, I haven't. I haven't. I watched. I, I used to when I was a closed captioner for the hearing impaired oh, that's uh, right. with uh, with Kyle Kinane. That's right. We. Uh, we would get this, the sci-fi originals that were what, back then they were just picking actual monsters. So it was like, uh, you know, the Sphinx or uh, um, the uh, what was another one? God, 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 God. Um, Cerberus. They summoned Cerberus, and it was just this cheesy CGI three-headed dog. Yeah, you know, and we caption those, and it's going wild across the Egyptian plains, eating people and stuff. And now it's just they're just combining yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, they they're- must have built up enough of an audience. From there, and um, God, one of them, that guy who uh, was a nine two one zero that's in Sharknado, Ian, Ian, Ian Ziering, Ian, Ian Ziering, he played like a conquistador in the oh. one I did. Like he was supposed to be a Spanish conquistador, con- conquistador. I, I said conquistador and conquistador, and I said it again, conqueror, <laughs> conqueror. Uh, he was, he was, uh, he was, he was, he was supposedly Spanish. You know, like this this blonde haired, yeah. you know, Southern Cal looking yeah, guy. Completely like, California. Yes, we must conquer this land and like oh, just horrific accent. <clears throat> I believe. Uh, did you do the captioning for any movies that uh, pop star Tiffany starred in? Because I think she did some sci fi. She movies. did, didn't she? I don't think I don't think I did. No, but someone probably did over there because we had. That, I think we had that contract <laughs> for the sci fi originals. <laughs> Oh man, how many episodes of Mi- at midnight have you done now? Oh, five maybe. I want to say it's a, it. I think it's it's around four or five. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I think five. Yeah, it's got to be a blast though. Oh, it's the best. It's the it's the best because not to not you know my only experience with constant uh, or or steady 
panel work would be Chelsea lately, mm-hmm. which is fun, and but it is exercise because it's it's and I mean that in a good and a bad way because it's it, it, it I don't write anything about pop culture generally because that stuff can get old real fast. I remember yeah. back in Chicago when I started out, I had a I had a um, uh, a joke about I, I'd have jokes about movies that just came out and I really like those jokes, but you just can't keep go, yeah. doing them. I remember I see I remember seeing older comedians going, you "Guys, remember Monica Lewinsky? Like, are you kidding? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah." And no, right. Four or five years later, I don't want to be that guy. So with Chelsea lately, it it would make me make me sit down and have to excuse me have to write pop culture stuff. Yeah. So it was good, but at the same time, it's like I don't really. My thing was always trying not to make fun of these people I've never met. Yeah. And try to approach it from an absurdist angle. Yeah. Um, but with uh, with Midnight, it's just it's a free for all. And Chris is like the most fun person ever, and he'll he just wants you to play, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 just yeah. Since we're all kind of we're it's making it ostensibly a game show. It is, but none of us really care if we win. Like anytime a comedian's like three time midnight winner, I'm like, yeah, that's good job, dude. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Um, yeah. It always makes me laugh. But uh, the, the judging on uh, that show, if you got a, a question right, is no similarities to like Jeopardy when Alex no. looks over. No. Yes, we'll accept that. No, it'll be like no. points, 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 yeah. or, you know, that, that let's give you 500, let's give you 300, you get yeah. 200. Yeah. Great, let's move on. You okay. know, it's, it's arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Completely. Mm hmm. Which, as it should be. I'm amazed at how that show has, uh, I mean, it sets Twitter on fire. If they're doing a new show. Yeah, they really, they really tapped into using Twitter as a, as a kind of a marketplace thing. And, and I think, um, you know, that the producers do watch who, who has the funniest stuff out there and go, oh, you know, like, hey, let's pay attention to this person. Because a lot of these people are up-and-coming comedians. Yeah. So... And it's 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 kind of one of those things where, on the one hand, there's always that argument for, you know, uh, uh, don't work for free for for these things. But uh, this, I think, is the least, uh, you know, bad of those. Because, yeah. like, I mean, the worst would be say those companies that are like, make a commercial, we'll judge the best one. You might win fifteen thousand dollars, and we'll put it on the air. Like, dude. You spend twenty million dollars on a commercial yeah. usually. You know what I mean, and everyone gets paid well. Like you're you're subverting the system in a crap way. Mm-hmm. This way, I feel like like when I used to do commercials, uh, I always kind of made sure I was in commercials that where I was doing something funny. You know, thank God I look the way I look and I am the way I am. I'm never going to get an ad that'd be like Excedrin works on my head. You know, like never. I'll never get that ad. And it, thank God, little you know, yellow, different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, there, there. Uh, I would never be in that kind of thing. To, so to me, it always was like, yeah, it's an ad for the product, but it's also an ad for me because yeah. I'm funny in it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the same thing with people using those hashtags and, and tweeting at them and stuff. But yeah, yeah. but it is funny how people, a lot of people, tweet the same stuff and will be like, "You ripped me off, man." <laughs> it's kind of like, look, we're gonna think along the same lines. It's, it's a know? big world, especially we're going on the same topic. Same yeah. topic. Sorry. There's millions of us. Yeah. 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 But it's, it, I like that it's inclusive that way, and they'll put people's tweets up and stuff like that. No, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I um, how you brought up Mike Burns. How is our pal Mike Burns? He's good. He's got a show uh, in development at uh, at Comedy Central, uh, a pilot at least. Um, I don't know how much I can talk about it, but uh, he's got that, and uh, he's always writing. He's always working on other stuff. He doesn't really. 
he doesn't do he has a show that he runs in uh, in LA at a bar called Little Joy where he does comedy every week thank god because I'm always like dude go up keep going up but I, you know he's always resisting and that's why I kind of love being on the dad boner tour with yeah. him because you know I think he's such a funny stand up he doesn't do it uh, that often but yeah in a, in a nutshell he's, he's, he's doing great yeah yeah that's the last time I saw you was yes. uh, when I stumbled through my uh, few lines at the Dad Ball. You were great, show. though. You were great. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, that was that was great. What is that place called? Uh, that was the uh, Cedar Cultural Center. That was great. Yeah, I love that area too. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Uh, <laughs> the neighborhood. I know. <laughs> Uh, what do they got? Cedar Riverside? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love just being out there. I remember it was a rainy night, so we couldn't really walk around much, mm-hmm. but it was it was a really cool venue and a really cool spot. There are some uh, not-so-flattering names for that neighborhood I'll tell you off the show. Oh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to find too many people. <laughs> We're huge in that neighborhood. <laughs> you think you already did. Now their imagination is running wild. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, tweet me. I'll, I'll send you a message and let you know mm-hmm. what it is. Um, yeah, that dad boner thing was fantastic. And I still, you know, like, will occasionally, like, uh, stumble over one of his tweets. Like, mm-hmm. great weekend for drinking, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just, like, you know. Yeah, his, I haven't, you know, up until a year ago, I, I, I never missed a dad boner tweet. And yeah. now I've, you know, I've fallen off. I'll still go back yeah. and read them. But um, the, the, the new, the, the new trend that I like was him just, uh, he, he caught Dave drinking a Michelob Ultra. And it was just all this... <laughs> You know, might as well drink a Michelob Ultra. Might as well cut your peener off. You ain't going to need it. <laughs> just, just like he, hates, he hates him so much. He hates anything healthy so much. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's such a great character. Yeah. I freaking love that. I absolutely love it. I, uh, I stumbled onto something featuring your, uh, well, how do I say this? I've seen you naked on a toilet now. Yes. As of like four hours ago. Oh, you just saw that? Yeah. 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 My ad for Kohler. Toilets and... <laughs> I've gone back into commercials. I have a line of toilets. That's right. <laughs> they, really, they really took a gamble. Taking a, uh, a semi-known comedian and giving him his own line of toiletries. It's you um, and... No, it was for Charmin. It's you and the teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh, um, it's uh, Bronger, all aboard Bronger's uh, shit tickets. Uh, Charmin. Uh, doot, doot. I have a little engineer hat on. <laughs> I'm saluting for some reason. With a, with a uh, I look clothes like, pin on your nose, which it looks painful. I look like Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. That's right. Uh, yes. the mustache. And yes. I have the Charmin bear. And we're both, we're both on a train taking dumps. <laughs> One at a time. One at a time. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, what it really is... Yeah. I'm going to tell you, but you already know. Mm. It's a Steel Panthers video for The Burden of Being Wonderful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? Uh, my friend, Kirker Butler, who is a longtime writer for Family Guy and for The Cleveland Show, he, um, uh, he was writing with something with those guys, and, was, and they, they wanted to do this video. And he, he, I, was, I was actually on the Dad Boner Tour back in, I want to say, November. And he, no, it was October. And he, uh, he sent me... An email saying, "Look, can you do this?" And I had like, I think two days, a weekend back from the tour before I went back out again. And we're, my girlfriend and I were going to have a pumpkin carving party and all this stuff. And I was like, uh, "I'd rather." I, I kind of like this time. He's like, "Look, you should probably do this. It's going to be amazing." And he, he laid out what the video was, and I was like, "And it's exactly what you see." Yeah. And uh, I was just like, "Okay, I'm totally in." And working with those guys was so fun because they're all 
I want to say they're all in their 40s, but they're all from they, when I first moved to LA, Metal School was their band and then they became Steel Panther. They oh, were always okay. like a cover band but also did these songs that if you've never heard Steel Panther, it's like it's like what Poison and Rat and Motley Crue probably wanted to sing about. That is getting pussy and, mm-hmm. and you know drinking and doing hard drugs and stuff like that and just being honest about it. Yeah, so yeah. The songs are very funny, but they're also really good. They're all amazing musicians and they all come from that Sunset Strip metal scene. Yeah. So they all talk like that. They're the, the sweetest of guys. They all have families. They all have kids. But they'll just be like, you know, like my girlfriend's hanging around and the drummer's like, dude, your girlfriend's like super cute, man. I'm like, thanks. Like, no, I mean like super cute, bro. Like, oh. thanks, dude. Like, like <laughs> I get it, you creep. You know, but, they, but they're not. But they kind of, right. they just that's just in them. But it's kind yeah. of this innocence, you know. And they... We shot uh, it, it, for those who don't know the video. I'm a guy who is who dresses like a metalhead and thinks I'm amazing, but I'm living this stupid, horrific life. But I go the end. I walk on stage and turn into Steel Panther, yeah. and they've played sold out shows at the, at the House of Blues on Sunset Strip once a week for like ten years yeah. or something crazy. And uh, uh, I walk out and turn into them, and so he, they, the director Kirker was like brings me on stage and was like everyone go nuts and so I got to walk out on stage with everyone just like ah! and flashing their boobs and just I had that feeling of like oh this is what it feels like oh yeah. this is this is what poison was it during a real concert yeah place? it was them they were playing they yeah. did a whole real show okay well, but then they I mean. did yeah. they did the burden of being wonderful like three times okay and uh, and between songs they brought me out and said this is our bro and blah 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 and, and it was cool and it was like girls would get on stage and I'm just sitting there in the wings and we just walk over to the drummer and just take out their boobs and he's just like drumming and looking at them like, yeah, like doing this face of like right, right. awesome boobs. Like <laughs> I'm thirteen, you right. know? So it was kind of it was it was fun just to hang out with those guys. Playground. Yay, yeah. yeah. You know, because they also they also had all these just you know, we were all just hanging out. They all had these amazing stories. So they did. They they went on tour opening for Molly Crew yeah, and yeah. all these other bands and they're huge in Europe. They're like they're playing like um, you know the Albert Hall and stuff like that. Oh, they sold. They played sold out shows here. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're they're. It's just it's just. I think people want that fun show, you know. And it's not an act. Like that's really them. <laughs> I uh, I printed out some of the I printed out the lyrics for that song. Okay. Just to give people <laughs> nice. if they haven't heard it, just to give them an example here. Here's uh, a <clears throat> here's some lyrics from the burden of being wonderful. I'm a I'm just a Maserati in a world of Kias. Genius would describe any of my ideas. If I were born in 1453, Leonardo da Vinci would be jealous of me, but a world of Stevie Wonders would never see me. Would never see, pardon me. Yeah, it's a yes. burden being wonderful like me. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, when, I, when, he sent me, when he sent me the song, and I just listened to it, because it does, it, it sounds just like um, Hysteria mm-hmm. by, uh, by, uh, by Def Leppard. Def Leppard, yeah. One of my favorites. Def Leppard's albums pyromania and hysteria kind of soundtracked my childhood in a in a big way oh yeah you know oh, like yeah. uh grade school was pyromania junior high was hysteria you know we had a uh, you just made me think of this i was on the swim team in junior high and high school sweet yeah sweet and <laughs> every year at the end of the season we would have a uh you know like a dinner where we you know give out awards and you know it was mm-hmm. just the swim team we'd also have a Contest, we would have a lip sync contest yeah. to end the season. And one of the guys on the swim team one year, I won, by the way, three years in a row. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, one of the guys I beat one year did the song Pour Some Sugar on Me when it was a, still a hit. Uh, he was, 
you know the guy that unfortunately is a little kind of a run to make might get picked on sure that was this guy so when every time it hit the chorus of pour some sugar on me everyone in we were having this was taking place at an old country buffet i should have said that every time he got to that lyric people picked up sugar packets and tossed them at him wow yeah oh that sucks. Yeah. But did, he, did he rock it? Did he do a good job? He, did, well, he, didn't, I, he got second. Okay. He got second. Eh, yeah. Took yeah. the silver? Yeah, took the silver. That's cool. Um, yeah, uh, I had to track him down and apologize. That, that, was, that poured some sugar on, on me wasn't my idea, but um, he was getting pelted. <laughs> it would have made a good video for uh, Funniest Home. You know, uh, Saget would have loved that. I'll, I'll send you a video. Somebody uh, sent me, uh, well, Kanane sent me this clip, to said, this email that said, pour some sugar on me live and it's just a clip and it's 10 seconds long and it's someone holding a chihuahua it's like a chihuahua just sitting in someone's lap and you just hear pour some sugar on me in the background just playing i don't know if they're a sports event and someone just drops like five bags of full unopened bags of candies onto this chihuahua so it's just like and it just looks around like what's and it just cuts off that's the whole video it's like six seconds i was like this thing is perfect (laughs) just you don't know what's coming it's perfect length yeah yeah can make up your own ending. Yes, exactly. What happened after that? Yeah. That is perfect. Well, I've been putting it off because it's incredibly sad news, but, uh, I mean, it, this is the week, so we, we have to talk about it. Plus, you had some contact with him. Hmm. Um, Robin Williams. Yeah. We no longer have Robin Williams. I can't believe Alive it. in the world. It's absolutely unbelievable. Like, you know, we're in Minnesota, uh, and in June, they posted, they started posting pictures of him. He was at a Dairy Queen in huh. Lindstrom, I think the town is. Oh. Which is next to Center City. Yeah. Which is where the uh, rehab is. Okay. And did you know this? He went he you know went back to rehab. Yeah, to fine tune it. To fine tune it. Uh-huh. And on his way there, he stopped at Dairy Queen to get a vanilla cone and then he stopped and snapped a picture with his, you know, gay oh, gal working behind the counter. That's great. So yeah, so that was like, you know, the last time I'd really heard like of something of him current, like, yeah. oh, he's He's, you know, working on things. Yeah. And then Monday, two days ago, I was taking a nap. I wake up, and the first thing I see when I go on social media, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. How does that... Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. That literally was... The, I did something I didn't, I didn't think I would do for someone that I really had never... I'd met, but I didn't know. I just wept in my apartment. You did. I just cried and yeah. cried and cried because it just, it just, it, the magnitude of it, how much his 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 art had touched my life, uh, and and what I do, you know, and who I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I couldn't. It, it just was. It was. It was just too much. It was like, it was like, you know, that thing you something you take for granted. It really is something you take for granted. Where and it's not even like I was looking forward to the next thing. Or, or anything, but that doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. People think you have to have, oh, you got to stay hot. You got to stay out there. It's just like that, that guy was, yeah, there's, there's never anyone like him before, and there'll never be like anyone like that again. No. You know, he's, he's, to me, he was like undefinable. He was one of those things I was thinking about where it was like, like, ethnically, what is he? I don't know. <laughs> And it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. He is like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he's the genie from Aladdin. It's, a, it's just this, this being, mm-hmm. you know, that would... he came from someone down the line with a lot of hair, a lot of body. Yes, hair. yes, he was very <laughs> apey that way. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it just—I I, don't even—I only use the ethnicity thing as 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 his uniqueness, right? Right. Because he he, he transcended everything mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, 
But yeah, just I I, I think that the thing that I, that keeps hitting me is like how you know, how important it is for people to get help when they when they're depressed. Yeah. And that, and I, I read something someone wrote this morning. I was re, I was on Tumblr and and someone was saying like, oh, you know, you know, fuck this and and fuck him because because he, you know. Uh, he had a good life and he killed himself and we should care about the living that are going through depression. And this person was saying – or not – this person was saying how like they live in a basement. They have three kids. They can't uh, – they're having trouble uh, feeding who are with their mom. They aren't peeking. This guy had some real troubles. Let's be honest. You sure. know? Yeah. And uh, you know, was just saying you know, uh, what a jerk. And a lot of people are saying that. Like he had three kids. How could you do that? It's like, well, people that say that don't understand what depression is. Yeah. Depression is not sadness. Sadness is a, a sunny day to someone who's depressed, who's clinically depressed. Depression is feeling nothing yeah. and not caring. It, it, it's, it's not even not caring. It's just, it's just a numbness that will not go away. And it doesn't it get to a point where it doesn't matter if you kill yourself or not. So if you do, whatever. Yeah. That's just how you feel. And, yeah. and you know, that sounds like uh, an alien concept to most of us. And thank God. Thank God. You know, I mean, I, I, go, to a, I go to a therapist and he was talking about how if you draw a line, like that's your that that's that's your your regular, that's medium, yeah. and then draw a line up and down, up and down. That's a normal person. Up is happy, down is sad. We go back and forth throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, bipolar is very very high and very very low, uh-huh. and these sweeps. And then when you get very very low, some people just stay very very low, and that just is feeling nothing. That's below sadness. Mm-hmm. So it's that it is that thing, and and you know this is armchair psychology, but it makes me think. Because when you start coming up from the very, very, very low toward the middle, that's when people generally kill themselves. And I wonder if he was very, very low and he went to rehab and then he started, you know, maybe connecting with something that was bringing him back out. And that was that Mm. that's what made him, you know, snuff himself out. Yeah. You know, but don't you I mean, you know, whenever I hear about someone uh, killing themselves, I always think. Why that day? Why yeah. not a week before? Yeah. Why not ten minutes before? Yeah. Why not next week? Exactly. Why that day? Yeah, it, because I think it goes back to what I said. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, this is it's. You know, I think it's. I would say it's it's someone going well. That that's enough. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. And now we're all just left wondering. Yeah. And and I mean, obviously, the important thing is just to go. You know, he was beyond brilliant. I just watched. Like a super cut of the of all his radio parts from uh, Good Morning Vietnam mm-hmm. this morning, was just laughing and yeah, laughing. You know, great. as I'm eating my oatmeal before I go work out, and it's like this is the God. I remember seeing that as a kid mm-hmm. and just being blown away, yeah. blown away by this human cartoon. By just going like that. That's a real. That's a person, man. And like I'm laughing, my dad's laughing, my mom's laughing, everyone's laughing because it's incredible. And and I love that they lived through that era. And they lived through those references. Yeah, yeah. You know, talking about LBJ and, and Ho Chi Minh Trail and all that stuff. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and me, I knew of that stuff, but I didn't, you know, I didn't relate, you know. Uh, but, it, but it was still funny. It was yeah. just like genius. I, I remember sitting with my dad in the car and listening to a cassette of Live at the Met mm-hmm. and just crying, like laughing so hard and loving that my dad didn't care that he was cursing. Yes. Because it wasn't, you know, it kind of goes under that whole banner of Richard Pryor where it's like, he would curse so much, but you wouldn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Same with Robin Williams. Yeah. You know? Um, I had to sneak over to my friend's house to watch that. My uh-huh. parents wouldn't let me see uh, that special. Yeah. But I did watch it over at Jose's house because Jose's dad didn't care. There you go. <laughs> Jose's dad, the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, it just, oh, God. We, um, yeah, I was. Uh, How about Mark and Mindy? You must have loved that. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. Right? I, my, my, uh, I remember being very, very young and remembering watching MASH. 
uh, Happy Days, which I called the Fonzie Show. And I thought it was just called Fonzie mm-hmm. and Mork and Mindy. Yeah. And I remember his monologues at the end, I just I, where he's talking to Orson. Orson, I just was like, this is so cool. And, and, and if, you know, because when you're that young, you need that kind of nurturing feeling mm-hmm. in things. And I just remember being that feeling like, I, I, I know what that guy's talking about. Yeah. I'm that guy. Because yeah. I'm that guy because I have these much bigger people that I talk to every day. Yeah. And, you know. And I report. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> I, uh, I had the... Did you have the suspenders? No, I never had any of the gear. I never had the, 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 the Mork doll. I had the Mork doll as nice. well. Oh, wow. With the backpack. And then yes. you pulled a little key and it said, uh, Shuzzbutt, don't talk to me like that. Yes. Yes. I, I remember the... From, I am uh, Mork from Mork. Nano Nanu. Nano Nanu. I, I had a friend who had it, but I didn't have it. Yeah. I didn't have the Mork. Yeah. I had a friend who also had it, but his little key broke off the string. Oh, no, no more talking. Oh, yeah. That's a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved that show. Yeah. I saw, I was just reading something this morning that you know, remember when he would sit upside down on the chair? Yes. You know that he came up with that because uh, like during the casting or something when he first did Mork on the Fonzie show. Yes. Uh, they said, well, how would an alien sit on a chair? And that's what he came up with. Yeah. It was, it was upside down. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> So you uh, you had some run-ins with Robin Williams. Yeah, it sounds like you were we were in many fights. <laughs> you, you had you had some you had some dust-ups. No, yeah. Well, is that the wrong word? I, I was. It's it, you know uh, you I, crossed paths. We crossed paths. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Kyle keeps coming up, but I was texting with him the on uh, on Monday and just going like we were like I can't believe this, and I was saying I keep thinking of how and this is how surreal is this at the UCB uh, Upright Citizen Brigade in LA. Um, uh, Robin Williams, he started hanging out there. And he would do sets there sometimes, and they never went that well. I think because you had this kind of jaded, hip crowd. But he, I remember him, people were like, great set. And he was like, oh. He's like, no, I ate it. He's like, but I'd rather bomb here than anywhere else, is oh, what wow. he would say backstage. And, and uh, he was there one night just to watch with Lance Armstrong. And they're in the audience, and, uh, and Kyle was up, and Kyle's killing, and you heard Robin Williams' laughter. So high. and I was just like, ah, oh. and it was a combination of I'm so proud, but I'm so jealous. And I was texting Kyle about that. I was like, man. And then I was saying, I was relaying to him about how this we we talked about that picture I have on my phone of me and John Doerr and Chelsea Peretti and um, Brendan, Brendan Walsh, Walsh yeah, and um, uh, Troy Walker from uh, um, Set List, and uh, and it, we all we all did Set List as a part of the 2011. I want to say it was 2011. Sketchfest might have been 2012. Might have been 20. It was. It was. It was January of 2012 um, at Cobb's and uh, set list for people that don't know is you get you get your joke topics um, one by one and you have to make up jokes. You okay. have to make up a set, yeah. basically. And it's it's terrifying, but it's awesome because it's you kind of just you go hey like the audience knows the deal. They're not told. It's a regular show. Yeah. They know everyone's making it up. So it's there 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 is a, a bit of a net there, but it's fun. And it was me, Greg Proops, John Doerr, Chelsea. I don't know if Brendan did it. Um, but Robin Williams was just hanging out. And I didn't I think I, I, I saw him uh, just you know, being being very quiet, playing in the back, uh, maybe backstage, I'm not sure. And um, uh, Greg Proops uh, had just come off stage, and, and Greg is a genius. Yeah. You know, Greg can make funny of it, out of anything, and he, you know, he just destroys. 
And he comes off stage, and I was like, I was like, how'd it go? He's like, he's like, oh well, you know how it is, man. We are about to die. Salute you, hail Caesar. You know, and you're like, <laughs> which is what it is. You yeah. know, you're a gladiator, and and I was like, oh, that nailed it. And nice. uh, he walked off, and so I got called up, and I did it, and I had a, I, I felt I had a, a great, great set. Um, and I come off stage, and there's that little spot between the hallway and the stage where there's two curtains, and who's who's there but Robin? Yeah, by himself. And I come off. I'm like. You know, so I, I have the audience clapping behind me, and I come into Robin's space. Yes. And he just puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, seamless, seamless, and slaps my shoulder a couple times. Robin Williams, and they call him on stage. And I was like, what just happened? You know, and he just, and, and, and he, 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 uh, and I, I said to him, oh, yeah, that's right, as I was passing, he was like, he's like, what's it like? And I was like, well, I think, uh, Proops nailed it. We were about to die. Salute you. And he laughed. And he went on stage. And he used it. He no! said he got on stage and it was like, we were about to die. Salute you. Hail Caesar or whatever. And it was great because it was one of those things where I, I didn't care. It wasn't my line. Yeah. Proops wouldn't have cared if I said that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just passed it on. Yeah. And he, he, he crushed. And then, and then he hung out backstage with us. And he seemed, you know, you can see in that picture he's kind of just, he's not very hyped up. We're all we're all over the moon to right. be around Robin. It's right. this picture that's, depending on how you look at it, at it could be very you know celebratory, but very kind of sad because we're like in a halo around him, mm-hmm. kind of happy and yay. And he just has this kind of stoic face. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, and I and you can read a lot into it, but I wouldn't. I think what it was was he just wanted to go home. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I think by then people had taken eight or nine pictures with him, yeah. and he's very obliging. And I remember, in fact, I wanted one of just me and him. And I was going to end, but I was just like, let me just leave this guy alone because he has yeah. to get back to his his wife and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah just yeah, he was just the the, the sweetest guy uh, uh, in that moment, and, and any other moment I ever saw him. You know, I saw him a few times in L.A. at UCB. What is your? Uh, <clears throat> I, I brought along, you know, the website Rotten Tomatoes. Of course, of course, yes. Everything that you're <laughs> in is at like ninety eight percent. Oh, good. Good to know. Good I checked know. that. Nice. And then also, I uh, I pulled up their their listing uh, according to their ratings, the okay. tomato factor, tomato yes. meter of the top ten Robin Williams movies. Oh, so I'm going to read them off real quick. If you have any thoughts on any of them, if yes. you like it, hate it. Okay. Uh, we'll go from uh, ten to one. Okay. Ten one hour photo. Uh, wow, weird. Good movie, but weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just say that one it was eighty one percent on the tomato meter, and okay. then the highest one is ninety seven. Okay, top wow. Top. All right, nine Fisher, the Fisher King, classic, classic. classic. Oh, yeah. that's another one. This is sad because he just started drinking again. But uh, this was in like two thousand four in uh, in L A. And there's a place called El Cid where uh, there was a show there uh, for a long time called Garage Comedy, and then another show started up called Garage Comedy years later that had no relation. But that's you know anyway. It's, uh, tangent but that show he came to just watch and i remember he was drinking tequila and someone was next to him was like hey you're robin williams and it was kind of this this affair of where everyone kind of just would have fun together Mm -hmm. and this guy next to him just starts going i like new york in june how about you and robin sang it with all of us no way and we were just like i can't believe it holy shit i like a gershwin tune how about you uh that is awesome it's sad that he you know he went into rehab like days later but 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 you know, he's still, you know, even in the depths of an alcoholic depression, he made everyone happy. Like that song. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. On the list. Sorry. I'll go to the next movie. We already talked about this one. You did. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Obviously, you like that one. Mm-hmm. Seven. Awakenings. I never saw Awakenings. 
That yeah. was with De Niro. De Niro, yes. Yep. I don't remember much about it. I guess yeah. about two. Number six, World's Greatest Dad. World's Greatest Dad is really twisted and messed up. Yeah, that's and, the Bobcat. But it's yeah, Bobcat's. I love I love his movies. Yeah. Um, but you know it's. Yeah, it's 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 one of those ones where you, you he's such a good dramatic actor, but it's like it's like you want to hear more about the funny ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. But someone someone wrote online had a great point. Said I always thought of him as an actor who was good enough to do comedy. Hmm. You know, he was like a in terms of his acting, mm-hmm. he was such an incredible actor that he could nail comedy. Yeah, you know, and it's like we don't think about it that way, but it's true. Like you know, John Hamm is funny as hell. Mm-hmm. And he's a brilliant actor. You know, uh, you, a lot of times you get these really really well-trained good actors and they just nail it because yeah. they commit so well but he also Robin also had the, the timing yeah, yeah. of a genius yeah no that's a good point yeah this one I don't think I don't know if I ever saw Moscow on the Hudson oh god great movie great movie yeah he's basically doing a kind of a Russian caricature but it's very funny I saw it when I was a kid yeah I'm pretty sure that was rated R and that wasn't allowed in yeah. our house yeah. when we had to rent a VCR that was the first movie where, where I watched and went crap this guy's hairy because at one point he's like in a bathtub <laughs> oh, okay. and you're like whoa it was like a great reveal were there any concerns with you going back a little bit with body hair on in the um, uh, Steel Panther video oh yeah we didn't even talk about it. I'm on the toilet yeah. shot at me in the toilet yeah. Yeah, I'm not a very hairy guy <laughs> not in the best shape but I'm not very hairy <laughs> and there's a girl with a really nice body at some point in the video yeah who is a marine biologist wow yeah that girl that's in the bed with me mm-hmm. that I wake up with yeah yeah yeah, she was like, really, you know, like, like, yeah, she's a, yeah, quite the, quite the dish, as my grandmother would say. <laughs> uh, we had another one here, number four, Good Morning Vietnam. That's my jam. Yeah, that that is, uh, I, I remember seeing that as a kid and just blew my. I remember listening to the soundtrack all the time as a kid, and just because it reminded me of the movie. Uh the Louis, uh, Wonderful World, right? Isn't yeah. that the big one? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a good soundtrack. It's good, good sixties music. Insomnia. That it got another. There are all these movies with like one hour photo and uh, uh, where he's just a creep, mm-hmm. you know, where he's just a weirdo, and you know, Insomnia is good, but I, I don't think it's up there with, you know, say the Birdcage. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, that one is not on this list. See, but, uh, that's that blows. It's uh, the Birdcage to me is a, is brilliant. And better than the first one. I'll go on record saying it's better than the first one. It's one of those rare American remakes of foreign movies that I think topped it. Because the, the Birdcage, when it came out, was groundbreaking and incredible because it's one of those things that, you know, dared to say, you know, uh, transvestites and homosexuals are human beings yeah. with feelings yeah. and, a, and with no evil intent. Um, but it's... <laughs> what? When you, I, I know, you know. Between you and me, we know the truth. Um, <laughs> is this thing on? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's no. It's 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 like I just I just found that movie like just the way it's set up and and how it's just it's brilliant to me. I think that the, the performances are great. Yeah. And and Robin Williams as Armand is just so incredibly believable as this guy that has the headache of running this club and his. His 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 partner, who is this out of control diva, and his son, who's getting married at like twenty one, and yeah. like, what is happening? You know, like I I got a girl pregnant while I was gay, accidentally, and then and then and then I I, I ran off with 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 my love, who is a a, a man who dresses as a woman yeah. for a living, and what I have this weird life. How are you so responsible so young? And yeah, then this yeah. conservative family that has to come, and the turn of of um, God, what's his name? What's his name? 
that plays Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, yeah. thank you. As when he just dresses as this conservative, but, which you see it coming. How about the pinky? Like he can't get his pinky to stay down. Yeah, and his colorful socks. <laughs> you know, can't pass as a man at all, at all. And 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 and, and just him coming as this as this woman. that I'm just like I'm, I remember seeing Nathan and being like, you know, that this 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 person could pass in my conservative. Side of my family, no, okay. as this delightful firebrand of anti-feminism. Yeah, you know, Gene Hackman. I just love her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and what we're talking about, Robin Williams. But Robin Williams has this incredibly understated performance where everything around him is insane, mm-hmm. but he has to stay this. And that just that scene, that scene where he is on the park bench with Nathan Lane and just saying like, "I'm signing half the club is yours." Like, what what do I care? Yeah, what do you, you have my whole life, and it's just like. Like I'm tearing up right now. I'm tearing ah. up talking about it. Ah. It's so powerful. Yes. You know. Well, I'm going to bring up a cartoon then, Aladdin. Yes. Of yes. Of course. The genie. Great, yeah. Great character. Now I'm hearing, of course, uh, that he ad libs quite a few of those lines. Yeah, and they just did the animation after. Yeah. Which makes it even cooler. Yeah. Because there's there's a great thing on. Uh, I want to say either Split Side or Laughspin, one of the uh, comedy websites talking with an interview with Gilbert Gottfried talking about how all these stories of him and Robin ad-libbing. He's like, I never met met him there. I knew him before. Oh. But I, I did, uh, you know, I did mine separately. He did his separately. And then when we saw the movie, we got to laugh together and go, oh, man, our characters are so fun together. Holy crap. I That's know. Awesome. I know. And he talked about when he started out, he, uh, um, Robin Williams was, you know, white hot in terms of the comedy scene in like the early 80s. I think when he just started doing Mork and he came to the comedy club and, and came in and they're like, oh, Robin's here. Throw him up next. And G- Gilbert was next. And Gilbert's like, oh, it's fine. And Robin's like, no, no, no. He's like, Robin said, I've got a lot of friends here. I want them to see Gilbert. And Gilbert went up and he, he's like, I thought I did it. I had, a re- I had a good set. And he gets off stage and Robin's wiping his eyes. And he said, oh, Gilbert, you really baked my cookies. That was his thing for saying he really made me laugh. And ah. then he went up and just destroyed, you know, and it was just, I was like, God, that's so rad. Yeah, it is. Because that's so rare. That's so rare because so often, I mean, yeah, I'll say Chris Rock will show up and, and wait. You know, he's he's a gentleman like that. Like, he'll wait in the back of the room for his turn. Okay. He'll say, oh, put me on in two or whatever, you know. Yeah. But there are those comics that just show up and they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to get on now. Yeah. You know, and they'll do like 25 minutes and blow everyone else's time and stuff. And I'm not going to say any names. But right. d- to me, that was just, just, especially somebody who just got his break, you know. You'd think this person would be like, no, no, I need to set the room on fire and get out of here. Right. You know. It's my time. My time. Screw my them. Time. Got to yeah. pounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, just on a side note here, I, I, that surprises me that, that that still occurs where people come mm-hmm. in and like, ah, out of my way. Yeah. Because you hear the stories of how people, other comics, look at those guys. Yeah. Those people. Yeah. Uh, that would do that. It's like, you fucking asshole. I will so say, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. to hear that that ever even still happens. I, I will say it's it's not as common as it was when I first moved to L.A. 10 years ago. It's 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 exceedingly rare. Yeah. Okay. It's exceedingly rare. But And a lot of times they don't even know... I'll say a. They don't know they're doing it because the the club will just throw them up there. Okay. But the the, the problem comes when they run the light five times. You know. There's, yeah. They just do like keep going, keep yeah, going. Yeah. They going. blow their fifteen minute set yeah. into a forty five minute or whatever. Yeah. You know. You said you were doing ten. Yeah. That was a half an hour ago. <laughs> you promised. Yeah. You can guess what's what's the number one rated movie on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um. Okay. Williams. I'm gonna say it's either Mrs. Doubtfire, Goodwill Hunting. Or, uh, I'll say it's one of those two. It is. Okay. Goodwill Hunting. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. I can't believe Miss Doubtfire isn't on there, though. No. That's crazy. What, uh... Dad or Birdcage? That blows my mind. What the hell? It must have been 11. Yeah, must have been. List. Yeah. Let's see. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one stands up. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I, I, I saw it. I, I remember it being funny as a kid, but I, I remember thinking it was just almost too weird to believe. Mm-hmm. It, and it is. But... I will tell you, uh, it's just so, so uh, it's not all praise. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's be fair and balanced. Let's here, do it. All right. That's what we're all about. No, uh, I have two daughters, and we we constantly run out of movies to watch together because they've seen pretty much everything. Right. Multiple times. Sure. So we're going back. You know, I'm picking out things that I liked when I was there. Yeah. Sure. You know. Sure. So we watched the Robin Williams Popeye movie. Uh, have you watched that recently? No. <laughs> I loved it as a kid. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. With his big forearms. Yeah. And the, oh yeah. I'll pay you Tuesday for hamburger today, but um, yeah, I, I, there's so many other ones I, I wouldn't recommend that mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. my kids. Are like, eh, nah. yeah, I mean it's a, it's eh. it's it, you know you can have the you know the weirdest idea and it can be the best thing and sometimes it can be the worst thing or you know yeah. Did you see this thing? I was reading that uh, um, Conan O'Brien told a story last night. Did you see this? Yes. About how Robin once gave him a bike. Yes. When he was feeling down. Uh-huh. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, like a really stupid bike. Yeah. Like a really silly bike because Conan is so tall. <laughs> he looks so weird on that bike. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> he, it, it was bright orange and bright green and had shamrocks on it. <laughs> that's so great. Did you see the Norm MacDonald tweet? Yes, I have that. I actually have that with me. I just want to yes. say one more thing about oh, the Conan okay. deal. Uh, no, um, he said um, the the conversation went. He said Conan saying, "So I called Robin up uh, because who does that?" He says, "I didn't know him well enough to justify this kind of thing." And I said, uh, "You didn't." I said, "You didn't uh, get me anything." So I called him up and I said, "Robin, I'm floored by this bike." And all he said was, well, I knew you'd ride, and I knew you could use it. Does it look ridiculous? Does it look ridiculous? And I said, yes, it looks ridiculous. And he said, good. Do you really like? Do you really look stupid riding it? And I said, yeah, I'm going to look really stupid. And he said, well, then that's good then. <laughs> it's so great. Yes. Now, you brought up the uh, norm, the norm thing. Yeah. Norm McDonald. Yes. Did, did that bring a few tears to your eyes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's... it's I it's did just it, didn't I? well. I mean, people can look it up. Yeah, I think it's you know it's just a great story about him doing the Tonight Show for the first time as a stand-up. Yeah, and Rob Williams is there and and went into his dressing room and you know I'll let people read what happened. Yeah. but it, it's one of those things where when someone's funny for one person, he was funny for one person he just met. Yeah, and probably because he was bored, but also because oh I'm going to screw with this young kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and and wasn't messing with him in a mean way. Was just trying to make him laugh, yeah. make his friend laugh, yeah. and you know it's it's kind of like the, it makes me think of that uh, when 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 Tom Hanks took pictures with that kid that had passed out at the bar, mm-hmm. and and you know just leaning on him and yay, <laughs> and he wasn't pointing at him going look at this idiot. Yeah, he was yeah. like kind of acting like I'm hammered too, you know. <laughs> it's me, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 that kind of it's that it just it's that generosity and 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 really. A willingness to play, I think that's what Robin Williams always had. Mm-hmm. You know, like never grow up. Yeah, always, always, always play. Always be playing with people. You know, I like I, that idea. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to yeah. me. Yeah, and I and I I find myself sometimes if someone, you know, makes a joke in an elevator or something like that, it's like, yeah, right, I play a lot, but it's like, no, you should be good. Like, yeah, and there's this, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, get it going, mess with people, 
In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. I think I think you and I talked briefly the first time we uh, you were on this podcast about I th- I don't remember how it came up, but just uh, how uh, and you've sort of referenced it like two times now, just about how not mean spirited you are. Oh well, yeah. I I I, I it, it it's it's part it's. It's partially because I just want everyone to like me, you know, because I just want approval. Yeah. You know, I, I don't – and it's, it's, it's funny. Um, uh, my, my ex, uh, who is we – we're actually on better terms now. We were, we've been – one of the things she would say about me is like that you, I don't share enough. I don't share the real me and the yeah. real stuff I'm going through. And so some of my friends feel kind of alienated. Yeah. Um, and that might just be her trying to make me paranoid. Uh, but <laughs> no, no, but it is – you know, it is, there's a grain of truth to that where it's like sometimes I am – uh, uh, just I just want people to like me, so I'm I, I try to. But it, but it really comes down to the environment, and I don't mean the earth. I right. mean what we live in. It's mm-hmm. like if you're nice to people and you and you and you're supportive and you're not putting negative energy out there, that's a positive thing for yourself yeah. as much as it is for anyone else. And that's what selfish people just don't get. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you know, and and also I just like I like when I like that my job is to make people happy. I like that. You know, I'm glad every day that that's something I get to do for a living is just is 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 make people smile and as I put put it, you know, let the steam out, let the pressure mm-hmm. out, you know, so someone can forget what they're going through for a little bit and just laugh about, you know, my troubles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, and along the lines there, I, I'm amazed that I've spent a lot of time in the last two days. Uh, they all seem to be getting posted on Facebook, so that's where I'm going for this. Hmm. I don't want it to sound like this is like my Facebook is my news source, but sure. uh, uh, a lot of the, you know a lot of people are uh, having conversation dialogue about Robin and Williams and depression, yeah. and uh, you know therapy and stuff like that. And uh, do, do you mind? You brought up that you go to therapy. Uh-huh. Do you mind saying how long you've been doing that? Oh, a couple years. I went to a, a, a different therapist for a little while, then I stopped, and then I went back. I started about started back up. I want to say two years ago, and I've been with the same guy for like two years. And um, you know, it, it's not people think of it as, as a, a sign of weakness or something. But that's, I did at one point. That's why. Yeah, I, I so did I. You know, you go to a shrink. What's wrong with you? Yeah. There's something wrong with you. Uh, but I, I my, my thing is, it, it, that's why I talk about it so much because yeah. it's it's not all it is is looking under the hood a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and even more than that, just having someone you can talk to without fear of any judgment. Yeah. You know, when you put when you put it that way to people, they go, "Oh, wow." Cuz listen, even your best friend, if you say something really weird you've been thinking about or or whatever, that it's kind of, "Okay, thanks. Now I look at you differently." <laughs> you know, however it is, you Yeah. Know? So it's just and it, and it's also just it's someone to it's just a I, I believe in the counsel of others. I believe in, in, in differing opinions than your own and stepping outside of your own shoes and having someone go, no, but it's, you're really like this, you know, yeah. uh, uh, or, or you, the situation wasn't that it was this or whatever and kind of going back and forth. So that, that's all it is. Yeah. I will say that, uh, I, I'm not currently seeing anyone, um, any anyone uh, yeah, professional and, and, and no one has to, or doesn't have to. Yeah, I did. And, and uh, I had that exact same attitude where it was mm. like, I'm not some fucking pussy. Or, right. I'm going to go tell somebody I'm not, not feeling well. Yeah, I absolutely. have problems. <laughs> oh, come on. I would never, would never would have admitted to that. Never would, I would have mocked my friends if anyone told me that. I mean, yeah. this is just like, you know, five years ago. I literally would have mocked my yeah. friends. Like, come on. Absolutely. Fuck. What are you wasting your come time on, with Come on, man. Is this a sign of something else? Yeah. You know, are you, are you dealing with something I don't even know about? That's really but it would get up? to the point where I would be sitting there and... 
I would start listening to myself talk and like, holy, can I shut yeah. up for a second? Mm-hmm. Like, holy, like, yeah. da, 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 da. and then am I telling you everything that yeah. I've ever thought in the last week? Holy right, right, right. Crap. But then you leave, you're like, ah, oh, I felt awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not, you know, I mean, my, my first therapist, I felt like she was almost too supportive. You know, would just be nothing I did was wrong in a way. Where I was like, no, no, no. And and now I don't. I have a, he's not a dick, but he also is like, well, okay, you should look at it. You should think about this too. You know, kind of thing. You know who else? You know who told me that thing that I was getting too much support from my therapist? My ex-wife. Ah, <laughs> I was going to say it, but you said it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's just coddling you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you would think that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, yeah. My 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 ex thought that. I was only I wasn't telling my therapist everything, and it's like, well, no, I don't think everyone anyone tells your therapist absolutely everything because right. you don't you don't know everything you know yeah. that, that comes into your head and stuff. Yeah. But I'm also not coming in there with some deep dark secret I'm not letting out. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna let her know all my secrets. Well, I've taken up enough of your time. This is great. What uh, is there anything else? Are you doing got any acting gigs or anything coming up? Any Nothing. Movies, TV shows, guest star. No, talk shows? I, I, I'm not on anything right now. I'm auditioning a lot, but I, I have a couple things in development that hopefully I can sell in the next couple of months. I have a new special that I just finished. We just locked edit on on Monday. That you I filmed taped. it a couple months ago, right? I taped in June. Okay. Yeah, at um at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Awesome. And uh, uh, what's it called? It's uh. Don't, I don't know if yet? I'm allowed to say. Okay. You don't yet. have to yet. That's yeah, fine. I should find out if it's if the name's copyrighted or whatever. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to, but because uh, I like the name. But it's um, it's uh, it, it was shot. Is Steve uh, Steve Fine Arts who directed uh, Eddie Pepitone's uh, new one? Okay. that's coming out soon. He directed mine, and it, the cinematographer is the person who shot that documentary, uh, Twenty Feet from Stardom. I don't know mm-hmm, if you saw that. Mm-hmm. So it's got it's got a really different look than than a lot of specials. It's, oh, wow. it's some weird angles and stuff. But I don't think it's. It's distracting. It kind of it does what I wanted to do, where it makes you feel like you're in the audience. Cool, you know. So it, it's I didn't try to get fancy. And but where it's you, different. Where are people going to see it? Do you think? Ah, uh, we you haven't sold yet? it yet. Just so I just made it with a company called New Wave that works with a bunch of different networks mm-hmm. and stuff. So New Wave stuff. we'll take it around to Comedy Central and Netflix and all the other places and um, see who likes it the best. That's right on. Mm-hmm. I want to quickly talk some sports with you. Let's do it. And I have a great setup to get a, uh, some. Uh, Completely not even related to sports answer from you. Okay. A-Rod, you know who that is? Yes, of course. Alex Rodriguez. Yes. He, uh, you know, is not playing right now. I think he's suspended or injured or I don't know. Yeah, We'll probably never see him play again. Right, yeah. Uh, But he's still, you know, a member of the New York York Yankees. Mm -hmm. And over his career, he's, think, like, between his last two contracts, like a quarter of a billion dollars, I think it is. Right. $250 million. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of these... Uh, entertainment sites ran into him and they they asked him um, what is the dumbest purchase he's ever made with all this money okay you know what he said I think the obvious answer would be some one of those cars that cost 500,000 or something but it's probably not that it's probably something weird oh god um, I'll tell you what it is nothing he couldn't come up with anything come on he couldn't come up with anything. Not one dumb thing. Not one dumb thing. So then they switched it and asked, what's the best thing you've ever purchased? And he said, then he was like, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, a bike for one of my kids. No. 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 That That's not your right answer. That sucks. No. <laughs> a house. That sucks. You know he bought a house. Yeah. He bought somewhere to live. Yeah. Where'd you buy to live? That's your best thing. Yeah. 
it'll never go away as long as you can keep paying taxes on it. You own it, mm-hmm. lock, stock, and barrel. That's your best. Where's that bike now? Yeah, right. <laughs> Is it a flying bike? <laughs> <laughs> so what? What's the uh, worst purchase you've ever made with your multi millions? My multi millions. Um, well, you've look, been on TV once or twice, so I know you're a millionaire. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm barely a thousandaire. Um, <laughs> uh, worst, 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 worst. Worst would be probably the um, just just buying exorbitant tabs for friends mm-hmm. which is something I kind of had to, to rein in being like the benefactor and like the, like these are friends that many of which have more money than I do they're like what are you doing <laughs> why did you buy this dinner for 15 with drinks you know just like hundreds of dollars like so stupid yeah. so that that's st- stupid but good but um uh and probably the best would be like a um like a, a good bed, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a bed that doesn't sink in in the middle, you know, the kind of bed I had for, for years and years and years at my, at my old apartment. I was just like, all right, I'm going to spend a little more money and get a bed. That's, and I still... I, and a frame. Yes, and a frame. Okay. And a frame, yeah. yeah. It's something to, that I can, you, you lay on, you're like, yeah, what a shit day, but this was great. Mm-hmm. This is, my back feels good. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good purchase. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good purchase. What would be yours if you, let's say you had those millions? What would be the, your dumb thing? Oh, like in, well, just imagine just uh, dreaming. A rod money. If I had, if I had a rod money, what the what would I buy? Your well, like your what would be your dumb thing? Your good thing would obviously be a house. For your kids uh, you know what I stuff. would do? I would I would still probably live in Minnesota. Okay, uh, which isn't dumb. I love it here. My no, that's family's not dumb. here and everything. That's not the dumb part. The dumb part is I would buy a yacht. Yes, and I which I couldn't keep here. Right. So I would only be able to use it a few times a year. Yeah, it freeze, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where do people keep boats that they take out on the lake? Uh, well, here, yeah, you lakes. You, yeah, you have to take it off the lake and you put it, you know, in storage for the. Oh, uh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. You, you 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 tow it. Yeah. Okay, but this would be a yacht so big that it wouldn't fit on a lake here. We need to be <laughs> a, in an ocean. You'd have you'd have the the the, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio Wolf of Wall Street yacht. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, probably would have it. You know, uh, tied up next to Tiger Woods. Ship yes, and, throwing throwing full gla- uh, flutes of champagne at FBI agents. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> and everyone would be topless, including me. Absolutely. Why? Why not? Yes, it's a yacht. Matt, thank you, dude. Thanks for having me, man. It's been it's, fun. Once it's again. always fun. Absolutely.